Chapter 19 Barnes, Ambrosia, and I met Sarah at the door of the vault. She clutched the manila folders in her bony hands and sank into a folding chair as Barnes told her the news. It was Chase. I know it is. I knelt beside her and covered her hands with one of my own. I'm sure the police think so, too. Barnes chimed in. We do, and we think he's coming after you next. After what you told us about the full-bore drilling stock, it makes the most sense. I just wish you'd come forward sooner. Your mother might still be alive. Sarah averted her head. Was she hiding tears or anger? I was just so scared. So scared. Ambrosie stepped forward. I think my client should go into protective custody, Detective, until you have this man in custody. Sarah's head snapped back to face the three of us. And I think you're nuts, every one of you. Barnes opened his mouth to say something, but I was quicker. Sarah, you turned down protective custody once, right after the Hernandez plea. How many damn chances do you think you're going to get? And I was right about that, wasn't I? I didn't need it then, and I don't need it now. But you went back to work, and Tommy Lynn ended up dead. Barnes began. We really think it would be in your best interest. And tonight is Tommy Lynn's memorial service at Divas. You might not live that long. I'm not doing anything until after that's over. Then I'll do whatever you want me to do. Barnes looked at me. His exasperation was palpable. I've got FPD looking all over for Chase Hawksworth. County units are looking too. Maybe we'll have him in custody by the time the service starts, but just in case, I'll try to get some unmarked units and a couple undercover folks there. Oh, like Fawcettville cops aren't going to stand out at a drag club. Sarah snarled. I'm going with you. I'm going to stand out. And I'm packing. You're Fitz. You would. Fitz. Mary Margaret called from the front of the office. Come look at the webcam. Chase Hawksworth is trying to get into Sarah's apartment. We all ran up to the front of the office and circled around her desk. We could see the top of Hawksworth's head and massive shoulders as he tried to shove his key into the lock. When it didn't work, he began pounding on the door and yanking the doorknob. Sarah, let me in. God damn it, let me in. The profanity began to spew. Mary and Margaret reached for the mute button, her Catholic upbringing showing around her addled edges. Don't touch that, Barnes snapped. I want to hear every word. She yanked her hand back into her lap, and her cheeks flushed bright red as Hawksworth pounded his vulgar frustration against the doorframe. Barnes jerked his radio from his belt like the gunslinger I knew he was. All units 1032 suspects sighted at... Sarah, what's your address? She told him, and he repeated it into the radio. Approach with caution. Suspect is likely armed and dangerous. His thumb clicked off the receiver. On the computer screen, Hawksworth looked up and noticed the security camera. Sarah and Mary Margaret gasped at what had to be Charmaine's blood splattered across his shirt. With a roar, Hawksworth swung at the camera and the screen went black. I'm heading over there right now. Don't you go anywhere without Fitz beside you, you hear me? Ambrosie turned to Sarah and nodded. Do what Lieutenant Bond says. I'm going to head over to the courthouse and get a restraining order on your father. I followed the two men to the door and locked it behind them, flipping the sign in the window to closed. Lower the blinds and turn off the phones, Mary Margaret. We're done for the day. We walked around the office, checking door and window locks and closing curtains. My cell phone rang. It was Barnes. 
The bastard got away. County units are at the drill site, but he's not there. We've extended the bolo statewide, but you need to be very careful whatever you do. We'll keep looking. He hung up abruptly. I repeated the news to the two women in front of me. What are we going to do? We're not going to that memorial service until we hear from Barnes, that's for sure. I don't care if we have to sleep here all night. We're going. I'm going. Tommy Lynn and I knew each other since high school. I didn't know she was going someplace for a few minutes alone. Because of that, she's dead. I'm not missing her memorial service. Mary Margaret reached out to lay her bony hand on Sarah's equally bony shoulder. Tell us how it happened. You'll feel better if you do. Sarah dropped onto the couch in front of Mary Margaret's desk and threw her head back. She slung her arm across her eyes and began to speak. She was staying at my house after Ed Nash beat her up. I'd taken her to the emergency room on Thursday and told her to stay at my place. Nash told me he'd beat her because he grabbed her by the crotch during a lap dance and found something he wasn't expecting. That's not true. Nash works for my dad, has since we've been here in Fawcettville. He's a goon. He keeps workers from unionizing. He beat up Tommy Lynn to scare me. Why? Big Chase said he wasn't going to pay my rent anymore if I stayed with Steve. I told him if he interfered, I'd tell the whole story about full board to anyone who would listen. When was this? Right before we went to that hotel in Cleveland. So, Hawksworth's true reason to hire me to find his daughter was out of fear that she would spill the beans on his company. That made sense. And when I couldn't find her, he started calling her, using voice-altered threats on her phone to make her step out of the shadows. So when you went to work Wednesday night, you knew Nash was there? Sarah shook her head beneath her arm. No. Tommy Lynn was dancing. I wasn't supposed to even be there, but I showed up and Tony said he'd let me dance for a couple hours. I needed the money, and a lot of those wildcatters like me. I don't know who was in the bar. I was in the dressing room putting on my costume when I heard the fight. Your costume, I thought. It could probably fit in a sandwich bag. Go on. How did Tommy Lynn die? Sarah removed her arm from across her eyes and sat up straight. On Thursday night, she couldn't sleep. She was in too much pain, but she was an addict like me. She didn't want to take the pain medication they'd given her at the emergency room because she was afraid she'd fall off the wagon. She wanted to borrow my car, said she was going to run out for cigarettes for the three of us, me, Tommy Lynn, and another one of the girls from the club. I barely knew who she was, but... She'd gotten into a fight with her boyfriend and called to ask if she could stay with me that night. I was about half awake, but I told Tommy Lynn she shouldn't go alone, that this other girl should go with her. Tommy Lynn took my keys and left by herself. When that other dancer and I woke up Friday morning, Tommy Lynn wasn't there. I heard the fire engines and ran downstairs. I only got as far as the end of the block. I could see my car on fire, and I just knew. I was afraid I'd be a suspect, too. I went home and grabbed my stuff and ran. She covered her mouth with her hands. Did you tell Ambrosia and Barnes about the other girl? Did she verify your alibi? She nodded. So you really don't know who killed Tommy Lynn? No. Do you think it could be Nash or Chase? If Chase killed my mother, he could easily have killed Tommy Lynn. What about Nash? He could have done it too. I walked to the window and peeked out of the side of the blinds. Outside, on the sidewalk, the daily business of Fawcettville was going on as usual. People running errands, doing their jobs, not knowing there was a killer in their midst. 
We had just over four hours until the memorial service at Divas. I only hoped Hawksworth or Nash would be in custody by the time we needed to leave. <laughs>